everybody out there, welcome to KOG, Kingdom of God Ministries here in Cincinnati, Ohio, where our pastors are Jeffrey and Ingrid Sandage, and we appreciate you tuning in today. We hope that you enjoyed the message just as much as we did in service. Um, but without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and let you get to the message. So enjoy. not have. So my question is, how do we receive 
the spirit of Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13. And it reads, in him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. According to this verse, we got uh, we got to put place our trust Come in on. Jesus. Come on. We got to hear the word of the truth of the gospel of our salvation. Now, what is the gospel of our salvation? In 1 Corinthians, he doesn't hide this. But in 1 Corinthians, it tells us what the gospel is in chapter 15. In chapter 15, it says, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you that the gospel which I preach to you, which also you receive, in which you stand, by which you also you are saved, if you hold fast that word which I preach to you, unless you believe in vain. For I deliver to you, first of all, that which also I received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That's the gospel. And so, and so, and so we gotta place our trust in Jesus, and we gotta hear the word, the gospel of truth, our salvation. It says, and it says in Romans 10, 17, it says, so the faith come by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Hallelujah. See, and when we believe that he died for our sins, was buried for our sins, and rose again, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Hallelujah. You know you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. God's got his mark on you. Amen. I remember, I remember one time I had, I had to go to jail, and I was in jail, and everybody was talking about what they doing. They said, what you doing here? This one guy said, what are you doing here? You look like you don't belong here. Wow. And God said, that's because he saw my his mark on me. Yeah. <laughs> mark, yes, mark, right. yeah. I remember the day I got saved and I heard the gospel message. I gave my life to Christ and something was happening on the inside. I now know that Christ sealed me with his Holy Spirit. And now that we receive the Spirit, in order for us to walk in the Spirit, we got to be filled with the Spirit. Come on now. Hallelujah. Ephesians, Ephesians 5, 18, and in the New King, I'm not in the New, in the King James Version, it says, be not drunk with wine wherein is access, but be filled with the Spirit. Yeah. Paul is saying, don't be intoxicated with wine, which is wasteful living. Uh-huh. Now, he didn't say that, he didn't say that you could, he, you could drink. It's okay. But he says, but don't be under the influence oh, yeah. of it. Yeah. He says, you know how it is? You know how it is to be under the influence of alcohol? Come on. You begin to talk different. You begin to walk different. You begin to do stuff that you normally would not do if you was sober. Hallelujah. I remember I was at my friend's birthday party and I had this drink. This drink is called, it was called a liquid marijuana. And I was drinking this drink like it was Kool-Aid. I was on the dance floor dancing and dancing and the next thing you know that every woman at my friend's birthday party, I gave a lot of dance too. Oh, no. <laughs> under the influence. Because I was under the influence of alcohol. 
And just how alcohol controls us in the natural is how the Holy Spirit wants to control us in the spiritual. That's why Paul says, be filled with the Spirit. Be under Spirit's control. And then he tells us how to be filled. Now don't get me wrong, God does the filling. Come on. It says in Ephesians 5.19, it says, speaking to yourself in signs and hymns and, and spiritual songs. Paul is saying you have to be you, you have to be singing songs to yourself that honor God, that praise God. Is there a song that you sing to yourself that honors God or give God praise? I know my song. We worship you. We worship you. They're joyful, yeah. they're thankful, Thank and they're submissive. 
all this shows up in his relationship. In their relationship in the home, on the job. How can you tell if a believer is filled with the word? They're joyful, they're thankful, and they're submissive. Amen. Then it says, I say in Galatians 5 16, it says, I say in, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The word walk means to live. So how do we live in the spirit? Romans 8, 5. Come on. Romans 8, 5. Thank you, God. Amen. And it says, for those who live according to the flesh, set their mind on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit, what do you have your mind set on? How do I set my mind on the things of the spirit? I know in, Col- in Colossians 3, 2, it says, set your mind mm-hmm. on things above and not on things on the earth. Mm-hmm. So we have to set our mind on things that are eternal Come and on. not on things that are temporal. Philippians 4 and 8. Come on. Yeah. It says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are a good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Is what you thinking about praiseworthy? Hmm. What we put into our minds determine what comes out in our words, our desires and actions. Paul tells us to train our minds to focus on thoughts that are true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and worthy of praise. Yes, sir. Yes. Hallelujah. Show me spirit. Amen. Worthy of praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Isaiah 26, verse 3. Come on, God. And it reads, you will keep him in perfect peace, yes. who mind is staying on you. Because he trusts in you. We are to set our minds on the things of the Spirit. When we include Jesus and the Holy Spirit in every thought we think. Hallelujah. Let me read that again. We are are set our minds on the things of the Spirit. When we include Jesus and the Holy Spirit in every thought we think. Remember that guy or that girl you had a crush on? And you couldn't stop thinking about, about them? That's how Jesus and the Holy Spirit wants us to think about them. And in Romans 5, 8, when it talks about the things of the Spirit, I believe it's talking about the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. What does it mean to walk in the Spirit? To walk in the Spirit means to have our daily life under His control yes. and under the direction of the Word of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You gotta walk in His Word to walk in the Spirit. That's right. That's good. Walking in the Spirit is an expression which means living one life in the power of the Spirit while being guided by the Spirit. Amen. Yeah, That's good. What happened when we walk in the Spirit? And you should not fulfill, you should not carry out the desires, the cravings, the passion of the flesh. That's what happens when you walk in the spirit. You see how powerful the spirit is? Uh, you remember Pastor Jeff's story? 
when he had those urges when he was single? <laughs> he said, God, you already know. So let's talk about it. And God told him, I will supply all your needs according to my riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Even that need. And God filled that need with his presence. Yeah. Yeah. What things in the flesh are you desiring that you need God to fill with his presence? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. This is what happens when we don't walk in the spirit. Galatians 5, 17. It reads, for the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. Do you know that your flesh and your spirit is at war? Because each one wants to control you. There's a war going on on the end. Your new nature and your old nature are battling. It says, for the flesh lusts against the spirit. When it talks about the flesh, it is talking about our sinful nature. I believe it is saying that the flesh desires are against the spirit. What are the flesh desires? Come on, come on. Galatians 5, 19 to 21. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fortification, uncleanness, lawlessness, adultery, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, decisions, heresies, envy, murderers, drunkenness, Reveries and the like of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. What happens if you live out and make these desires a lifestyle? You will not inherit the kingdom of God. But I like what 1 Corinthians 6 11 say. Huh, hallelujah. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Hallelujah. Some of us used to live that lifestyle of the flesh, but God washed us and God set us apart and God justified us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of God. What does that sign say? I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Who can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Have you been washed? Have you been cleansed? Have God glorified you? Have God set you apart? Hallelujah. And the spirit is against the flesh. Paul is saying that the spirit desires is against the flesh desires. What are the spirit desires? But the fruit of the spirit is love. That's Jesus. That's Christ's character. Joy. Holy Spirit. And these are contrary 
to one another. The flesh desires are opposite of the spirit desires. So that you do not do the things that you wish. Romans 7, 15, 25. It reads, for what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do, I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. I believe Paul is saying the way I'm, I'm living, I don't understand. Paul wants to live for God. He wants to live for, he wants to live the way God wants him to live. But every time he tries to live for God, he don't do it. But what he hates, to do. That's what he does. And the reason why I, 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 I believe I'm beginning to understand it, I didn't understand that at first, but he said, for what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I want to do, that I do not. He's talking about himself. See, you need the Holy Spirit to do the things of God. You need the Holy Spirit to live this life that God has taught you to live. You cannot live this life without the Holy Spirit. Have you ever tried to live a godly lifestyle and found out you are living a total opposite? If then I do what I will not do, I agree with the love that it is good. Paul is saying that when I find myself doing what I don't want to do, I find that the law is good. But now it is no longer I who do it. Come on. Uh, yeah, okay, keep going. But sin that dwells in me. Paul is saying, it's not me that's doing it, but sin that lives in me that's doing it. Verse 18, for I know that in me, that in my flesh, nothing good to well. For the will is present with me, but how to perform what is good, I do not find. Do you know that nothing in you to well, in your sinful nature, nothing good to well? Paul said, nothing good in his sinful nature dwells in him. He wants to do what is right, but how to perform what is right, he can't find. Verse 19, for the good that I will to do, I do not do, but the evil I will not to do, that I practice. Hallelujah. Paul is saying, when I try to live out this godly life, I don't do it, but the evil I will not to do, that I practice. Now if I, verse 20 says, now if I don't do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. See the fight between the flesh and the spirit? Come on, man. Hallelujah. Paul is saying that when I do that, I don't want to do it. Not him. It's not him doing it, but sin that lives on the inside of him. Verse 21, it says, I find in a law that evil is present with me. The one who wills to do good. Paul is saying that there's evil present within him every time he tries to do what is right. Come on, Come on. Hallelujah. He said, for I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. Paul is saying, I rejoice in the law of God according to the inward man. But I see, verse 23, I see another law of my members warning against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Paul is saying that he see the law of sin, of sin warning against the law of his mind and bringing him into captivity to the law of sin and his members. Oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord 
So then with my mind, I myself serve the law of God. But with my flesh, the law is sin because nothing good dwells in my flesh. Jesus Christ will deliver us from walking in the flesh. Paul said, with his mind, he served the law of God. But with his flesh, the law was sin. Galatians 5.18 reads, But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under law. To be led of the Spirit means to be delivered from a life of bondage to legalism. When we live under his control, we will produce this kind of fruit. Love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, no. Yeah. Thank you, God. Galatians 5.25, he said, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Yeah. If we live in the Spirit, this is salvation made alive yeah. by the Spirit. Yeah. Then he said, let us also walk in the Spirit. This is sanctification. Yeah. Allowing the Spirit to command and control our lives. God said, read that one more time. Let us also walk in the Spirit. This is sanctification. Allowing the Spirit to command and control our lives. Galatians 5.24 And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with the passions and desires. If we, if you belong to Christ, you have crucified the flesh with the passions and desires. Galatians 2.20 said, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. How about you? Are you living under the control, under his control, or are you living in the flesh? Your sinful nature can't please God. You need his spirit. He said if anyone not have the spirit of Christ, he's not his. How do I receive the spirit? It says, but this he spoke concerning the spirit whom those believing in him will receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. You receive the Holy Spirit by believing in him. What am I believing about him? That he is the son of God. He came to die for our sins and that he was buried for our sins. And he rose again. See, the Bible said if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died for your sins, you shall be be saved. Have you accepted him today? Have you given your life to him today? Today is the day of salvation. He wants to save you. He wants to deliver you. He came down here to die for you. He took your place so that you can walk in the spirit. You no longer have to walk in the flesh. You can walk in the spirit by giving your life to Jesus. Yes. Would you give your life to Jesus today? Yes. Amen. <laughs> Once again, we thank you for rocking with us here at KOG, uh, Kingdom of God Ministries in Cincinnati, Ohio. We appreciate you and hope that you come back to listen to more sermons, more messages, and just be filled with the Word of God. Thank you.